thank you, Lord, for your grace and your faithfulness towards us. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry of God, the Holy Spirit, amongst us. We give you thanks. We give you glory. And we pray that, Lord, you help us to understand your word in the time in which we live. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hearing the voice of the Lord is the title of the topic today. Hearing the voice of the Lord. On Wednesday, uh, during the meeting here, Brother John was asking me if I was ready. (laughs) I couldn't answer because even now I still can't answer. Because I wasn't quite sure whether I was going to teach or to preach. I wasn't, and I'm still not sure as to which direction we will go, but the Lord knows. Hearing the voice of the Lord. I may be using words in lieu of voice from time to time. They are interchangeable, but I found that sometimes when, when I say the voice of God, our kids always say, in English, we say God. I say it's very difficult, you know, um, for me to say God. But when I say God, it's still G-O-D, I mean. <laughs> if I say God, you will see the shape of my lips. I'll be embarrassed. So we say what I know. So when I say the word of God... Instead of the voice of God, what I really mean is the voice of God. But I found that there are some cults where people are being taught how to hear the voice, the voice of God. That is paganism. That is mysticism. One of them is called, I don't know how it's called in English, but in French it's Ekankar. Ekankar. So they gather people and through some process, magic process, etc., mysticism, they teach them to hear the voice of God. Not from the biblical perspective. And because I am aware of that, I prefer to say the word of God. Even though the Bible does speak rightly about the voice of God. Just to make that distinction so that we are very clear. uh, That you don't think that I'm here teaching a kankar how to hear the voice of God. No. 
two main scripture. Let's start with Isaiah chapter 50. Isaiah chapter 50, we read two verses, 4 and 5. Isaiah 50, 4 and 5. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens me, my, my ear, to hear as the learned. The Lord has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. Trained by the Lord, exercised by the Lord, both to speak and to hear. Morning by morning, daily. In obedience, not in rebellion. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. Second reading, second and main reading, John chapter 10. Remember, we're talking about hearing the voice of the Lord. John chapter 10, verse 1 to 16. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse 4. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But the hireling, he who is not the sheep, the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. Verse 13. The hireling flees because 
He is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. 16. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. Hearing the voice of the Lord. This old passage here can be split into two parts. One part relates to the Lord's sheep under the old covenant. And the second part is under the new narrative of the new covenant. We shall see that God willing. In Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 1 we read this, And Moses called all Israel, and say to them, Hear, O Israel, the statute and judgment which I speak in your hearing today, that you may learn them and be careful to observe them. That's Deuteronomy 5.1. Deuteronomy 6.3-5. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Just look again very quickly uh, Deuteronomy 6. In verse 17, still Deuteronomy 6 in verse 17, you shall diligently keep the commandment of the Lord your God, his testimonies, and his statutes which he has commanded you. Verse 20. When your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is the meaning of the testimonies, the statutes, and the judgment which the Lord our God has commanded you? And the Lord tells us what we should say to the Israelites, but also to us. Remember, When your son shall ask you what is the meaning of the testimonies, the judgments of God, and his statutes, what should you say? Verse 24. 
And the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is this day. Then it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God as he has commanded. Notice how the word of God should be observed carefully. Carefully. Another word is diligently. That thoroughly, meticulously. Not picking and choosing, no. The whole counsel of the Lord. And, and see the words that are used to refer to... to, 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 uh, to, to uh, to refer to the word of God, statute, commandment, ways, ordinances. It speaks of the authority behind the word. Well, if you check out the definition of commandment, it says it's a rule, it's an order. Given by God. That's what a commandment is. We know about the Ten Commandments. They are not suggestions. No. They are commandments, orders. Disobeying God, it's not an alternative to obeying God. No. It is an active disobedience which carries consequences. God speak, let us hear. The word of God is not suggestion, it's not optional. There are commandments, there are statutes, there are precepts. You shall diligently keep the commandment of the Lord his testimonies, and his statutes. Hearing the voice of the Lord. Question. What and how are we supposed to hear them? Well, you will rightly say it is very simple from the Bible. It's very clear that we're supposed to hear the word of God. That's correct. That's what we're supposed to hear. Yes, we have to hear the word of God. We have to believe it. We have to receive it mixed with faith. As not merely words of man, but as the truth of God. That's how we have to hear the word of God. I've already said that... Um, Disobeying God is not an acceptable alternative. It is active rebellion against our creator. Psalm 119 verse 4, you have commanded us to keep your precept diligently. Diligently. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13, we read this. 
that 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Receive, hear, welcome, believe. Consequence outcome, the word of God will work effectively in those who receive it as described here. You see, you look at believers, say we have the same word, we have the same spirit, but how come some believers seem to be growing and some are not? What makes the difference? Obedience. Obedience. The way we treat the word of God and God himself who is behind his word. The liberty we give, we allow the Holy Spirit to minister in our lives. The word the Holy Spirit, the two, makes a difference in the believers. Some believers go round and round for years and years and years. What does the Lord, what did the Lord tell the Israelites? You've dwelt at that mountain for so long. Now move. I can't help. The same small scene all the time. The same, the same, the same. When are we going to grow? When are we going to grow? I can't pray. I need a portion of the Bible to meditate. That's this no time for a portion of the Bible. This is time for a lot of reading and seeking God. How are we going to stand? You see, the enemy and his acolyte are not waiting. You read your two verses, he sends encyclopedias to you daily. Through so many mediums. How are we going to stand? With open and closing the Bible like this. I am meditating. I am meditating. Come on. How many verses have we got here? We got to read the whole Bible. And we got to read and read and read and read a lot in these days. Invest time and effort in reading the Bible. We're living in perilous times. The amount of information people receive, people have to manage, and the impact those information is having on them is huge. We're not going to survive with reading a verse. We need the full counsel of the Almighty God on a daily basis in a most serious way and a lot. And hardworking to do so. That's the only way we'll survive. The devil is not waiting for us. Have millions of conspiracy theories, you know, making you lose your balance and striking fear. How are we going to stand against that? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by Oh, Jack is not here today. He says to me, 
when I preach is guaranteed to have at least one verse in French. Here it is. Jack, online. La foi vient de ce qu'on entend et ce qu'on entend vient de la parole de Dieu. Faith comes from what we hear and what we hear comes from the word of God. That's how faith is built up. The word of God. Otherwise, we won't. Remember, above all, take up the shield of faith, above all, with which you will be able to do what? To quench the fiery darts or wiles of the enemy. But that faith is maintained, fortified, solidified by the word of God in order to stand against the fiery darts of the enemy. It's not just an idea. It's not just a small feel-good thing. It's the faith that is based and maintained and built on the word of God. Hearing God. Some people did not receive the word of God mixed with faith. And they did not believe. And God was not pleased with them. Hebrews 4 verse 2, I think it is. That's the difference. The same people receiving the word of God, the work of God, the word of God working effectively in some people and not in some others. What makes the difference? Faith, trust in God, receiving as the word of God, not as the word of man. I am conscious that we live in a generation where people have their own heroes, unless their own heroes speak. Who are you? Who are you? It already happened in the biblical time with the Sadducees, with the Pharisees, with the scribes, with the Herodians. Anything the Lord said, they tried to oppose him. The eternal word, the word made flesh, tried to oppose him with what Moses said. But Moses spoke of Jesus. We're in trouble. Let's receive the word of God as it is the word of God. In Acts 2.41, we read about the people who gladly receive the word of God. And the Bible describes what the outcome was. You see, dear brethren, it's very surprising that sometimes The word of God is received with sadness. I don't understand that phenomenon. Do you hear the word of God and you see people like this? No. People receive the word of God with gladness. It is our spiritual food. We want to hear what God is saying to the church. And we are glad. When people prepare for you to serve you, a good brother said to me he was very sad because he realized that some people could not make distinctions. A difference between different teaching, different preaching. What do you think if you are a mother and you say today I'm going to do something special for my family 
and you invest your time and you check the soup Bible, it's called. Yes, soup Bible. You have a lot of recipe. And you check that. And you invest time. And you say, today is going to be special. And you put on the table. And the family come and they look that. And nobody say, mommy, well done. Some people are like that. You know, whatever recipe you present, it's just like uh, low-fat yogurt. Eating without conviction. Nothing is special. What is God saying to me today? Now, everything is just... We have to receive the word of God. We need to understand what the spirit is telling, saying to the church. Discern what is God trying to tell us. Therefore, hearing the word of God or his voice demand active response from a humble and steadfast heart. In fact, we've said that already first comes by the hearing. Hebrews 4.2, we've already quoted that, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit to them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Hebrews 4.2. Receive the same word, produce fruit here, nothing here, barren here, because of what? The ground. Got to receive the word of God with faith. So, that's how we're supposed to hear the word of God. We have to hear, to receive, to welcome, to believe the word of God as it is the word of God. And I can tell you, there are so many benefits of receiving the word of God. That's what the Lord is telling the the Israelite. If you receive, if you obey, it will go well with you. Because he's preparing them for intense battle to come. They come from Egypt. Three months later, at Horeb, the Lord speaks to them. Ten commandments are given. They move a little bit more further. Kadesh Benia, the Lord reminds and speaks. Yes, you've won a bit of battle there. You know, Sihon, Bashan, that's fine. But there's more to come there. Now, these are the directives in order for you to face the enemy. But as you start to conquer, to win those battles, those people are not my people. They worship idols. You should be very, very careful as you move in, as you conquer in the battle, not to imitate their idolatry. I will bless you, you will multiply, but be careful To observe diligently my word. And not to imitate pagan nations. What was God's first action ever? As far as he's recording the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. God said. Let there be light. First action, God said. The whole creation must hear when the creator is speaking. 
hearing God. God speaks. We have to hear and respond. I'm reminding you this again. Disobeying God, it's not an acceptable or viable option. It carries eternal consequences. It can bring us under curse and can bring eternal perdition. So it's not a good thing to disobey God. Repeatedly. Disobeying God. God wants us. Come back. And we don't. And we go this way. God says, return. Come. And we go this way. You have to be very, very careful with that. Does God speak? Yes, God does speak. We've just quoted from Genesis 1-3. In Job... Job, that's a very small word, but it's difficult. You know, the kids always remind me, Job, Job, Job. You know what I mean, J-O-B. Chapter 32, verse 14 to 15. God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. God speaks through dreams. He speaks through night vision. God speaks so many ways. It's in the Bible. People don't even pay attention. But sometimes God speaks directly to people in situations to do what? It's in Job 33 verse 15. To pull them out of danger. God does that. God has spoken through prophets. Spoken through his son. Speaking today through his spirit. The full revelation is here now. God speaks to humankind. And God expects his creation to listen, to hear, and to obey. You see, in our home, when I say something to the children, what frustrates me the most is when I feel that my instructions are not heard. I'm not accusing you. I remember a pastor who had a child, a very difficult child, and uh, the pastor will always refer to him to teach other young people. And one day the young person told his father who was going to a youth meeting, that today I'm going to charge you for copyright if you, if you quote me. <laughs> so, when I speak to the children, I expect them to receive what I say. I don't know how many times I've reminded them that I don't speak just to hear myself talking. Well, if I can be frustrated like that, how much more the owner of the universe speaks and people do this, this to him and people turn their backs on him well that will not go unpunished no it's not going to be unpunished by the almighty God God speaks let his creation hear
In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 2, we read, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophet has in this last day spoken to us by his son. Hebrews 1, 1 to 2. Yes, the Lord spoke in various ways through prophet, but now he has spoken through his son. The book is closed. What the Lord did not say, he allowed John to live longer and came back to him in glory through the revelation of Jesus Christ. So we have the full information. Let me call it like that. We have the full plan as far as God is concerned in the Bible. We know what is the first commandment in the Bible. We know that was the first commandment. So let's test that. Let's test our knowledge of the first commandment. Please turn with me to Mark. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. And read from verse... 28. That's Mark 12, 28. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that they had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? That's the question. What is the first commandment of all? Now, if you, if you, if you read in Luke, I think, I think it's Luke 10, 27, 28, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Okay. But let's see if we get something more here. Verse 29. Remember the question, what is the first commandment? 29. Jesus answered him, the first commandment of all the commandments, the first of all the commandments is, let's read together the first word, hear. That's the first commandment. Well, we're not allowed just to overlook that and say you should love the Lord. Hear. It starts with hear. It's part of the first commandment, to hear. And then, read on, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Hearing is a commandment. It's part of the first commandment as taught by Jesus Christ here. That's the reason why I said it's a commandment, it's not an option. Hearing God is not an option. Even if we make an effort not to hear him, we will still hear him. Now I'm going to say something 
very serious and difficult. All creation can hear God. All creation. Living creation can hear God. I heard that we are dead before we can hear God. We are dead. Therefore, we cannot hear God. No. The dead and the living all can hear God. Everyone can hear God. Yes, we were dead in our trespasses. That's true. Both physically and spiritually, the dead can hear God. Lazarus, come forth. He was dead. How did he heal? What did the Lord say? The hour is coming where the dead will hear my voice and those who will hear will live. That spiritual death. The word of God is piercing. Even in hell itself, they can hear the word of God. But it will be too late. And the fact that they would have rejected the fountain of the living water will torment them eternally because of that. Why am I saying that word? In the Hades, remember Abraham and the wicked rich. They were in the Hades, burning where he was. He could hear Adam, Abraham saying, well, remember, there was conscience there, remember. And there was a dialogue even. Can you send someone from here to warn my brothers? Oh, no, they won't. Even if someone comes back from the dead, they won't. They're too stubborn. Well, Jesus Christ came back from the dead. Nobody wants to listen. That's a challenge. Both the dead and the living can hear the voice of God. Because he's the creator. In Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 3, Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him as commandment to them. Surprisingly, Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, and Herodians were constantly trying to oppose the Lord's teaching with Moses. The wider context of John 10 the wider context is this. The Pharisees and the Sadducees opposing the Lord's words and wisdom with Moses. That's the context. John 8, a woman taken, caught up in adultery, being stoned. Moses said. John 9, a blind person healed on the Sabbath day. Moses said. But they were trying to challenge the word made flesh. The eternal word of God himself. Moses spoke of Jesus Christ. In Luke 24 verse 27, it says, Jesus speaking to the disciple of Emmaus, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them all that concerned him. The law and the prophet spoke of Jesus Christ. He is the master of the Sabbath. He is the eternal word. So there is a danger here 
and I'm making an application here to promote our tradition, our private interpretation of scripture and to begin to push the word of God aside. Because of our heroes. Because my heroes say so. They all need to be checked out in the Bible. None of them is outside scrutiny, including myself. The great apostle Paul was scrutinized thoroughly by the Bereans. Just because someone has said something, it does not become the Bible. It needs to be checked here. Moses said. Moses said. Yeah, but Moses did not say that. He only said that to clarify things for you because you had departed from the obedience of the word of God. Moses said, you can divorce your wife and just write a certificate of divorce. Really? He said that because of the hardness of your heart. Haven't you read in Genesis 2.24 what God said in the beginning that a man shall leave his father and his mother and join to his wife, they will become one flesh. The only problem is boys need to leave their mothers effectively. I remember one Christian telling his wife, I'm not going to eat the beans unless you cook in the way my mother was cooking. Traditions. Remember another tradition from the Pharisees? Take your money, go and give for the work of the Lord to the temple. What? Even if it means entertaining and maintaining your parents, go and give it to the temple. All you need to say while doing that is cry out, Koba, not Corbin. The Lord said, no, no, no. So in many instances, the word of God was being replaced by traditions. And that is the problem. That's how we've been doing things for years. That's my way of doing things. Well, we're not here to learn how I do things. We're here to learn about God. What did Paul tell Timothy? If I delay, you should know how to conduct in the house of God the church which is both the ground and the pillar of truth. So there is a learning process in the house of God. There is a way of conducting in the house of God. It doesn't matter how I was brought up. If it contradicts the ways of the Lord, I have to learn and go with the Lord. That's how we've been doing. Well, we're not here to learn a culture. We're not here to learn a tradition. We're not here to learn a private interpretation of scriptures. We're here to learn the full counsel of God. Everybody, the same way. We play by the same rules. God, Jesus Christ, the head of the body, the master of the house, leading, the captain, the commander, leading us. In that way, we will win the battle. I remember an officer, high-ranked officer in Congo who became a Christian. He was giving his testimony and he said to us that understanding the signal 
which the commander is giving at the front where you are at war can make a difference between death and life. He says sometimes they had to work in very dangerous situation and he was at the front with his arm lifted up. Not able to speak to all the troops there. They need to interpret his arm, the position, the movement of this. If he does this, everybody go there. If you resist, you get a bullet. He understands better what is happening. He's at the front. He sees the enemy. He wants to protect the troops. Jesus is the commander. And we have to discern his mind as the battle is intensifying in order to be able to stand and to face the enemies. It's not about me. It's not about my private interpretation. It's not about my favorite book and DVD and YouTube. It's about Jesus Christ as revealed here by his Holy Spirit. John eight forty seven, He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore you do not hear because you are not of God. You see those Pharisees, those Sadducees could not hear. They resisted everything because ultimately they were not really of God. They were not of his sheepfold. But those who are of his sheepfold, not only they hear him, but they follow him. You see, hearing the Lord God carries some, there are some outcomes and some consequences. Hearing the Lord or not hearing the Lord both carries consequences. Those who hear the Lord follow him. Those who hear the Lord flee from strangers. They respond actively. Question. How can millions of Jesus Christ's followers, millions, not fleeing from strangers these days? How is that possible? People reading the Bible, professing to be Christians, Filling churches to the glory of many preachers and false prophets. That's troubling. How is that possible? It seems to be a mystery. Having the Spirit of God, having His Word, yet persisting and persevering in error and serving the false prophet and the false gospel. How is that possible? The Lord says those who hear his voice will by no means follow strangers. Clearly people are teaching unbiblical things. But the church are very prosperous. Fast growing. How is that possible? And how sad that is. What should we do about that? In John 10, the central theme of this is hearing the shepherd. Now, I think I'm going to stop in about a minute because of time and see what happened in the second service. The Lord said those who come before him those who do not own the sheep 
are thieves and robbers. Do you know the difference between a thief and a robber? A thief is simply someone who takes something that belongs to someone else. A robber is more sophisticated in evil. He does the same, plus he applies violence to do so. Jesus Christ, the Bible says, being in the form of God, did not consider it a robbery to be equal to God. You see, he's not a robber. He is. He humbled himself. That's how he came. Anyone else coming and pretending to be the Messiah, they are robbing the title. And Julie. Thieves and robbers. Let's conclude partially for the sake of this particular teaching here this morning. Who is the doorkeeper? The doorkeeper. In the first, in the first part of this uh, John 10, John 10, 1 to 6. The doorkeeper opens the door. Is not Jesus Christ the doorkeeper? Because he is the shepherd. Who is the doorkeeper? Some people have said maybe it's John the Baptist because he introduced Jesus to the world. Some people have said, oh, maybe it's the Holy Spirit because he opens the door of our hearts to Jesus Christ. I am more of the third interpretation. It is the scriptures. It is the Old Testament. It is the prophet of old. Why am I saying that? Why am I saying the doorkeeper is the prophet of old? Because they opened the door to the Messiah. Remember in Luke chapter 4, the Lord entered the synagogue, opened the book, and, and quoted from Isaiah 61. And after that he said, Today... This word is fulfilled. That's a key. That's a door opens. In order to recognize the Messiah, you have to look the job description in the Old Testament. You check the person against what the Old Testament says. The Lord is telling the Pharisees, look at the scripture, you will recognize who I am. The door has been widely opened to me. Anyone else who has pretended to be me is a liar. That's what he says in Luke 24, 27. Beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them all things concerning him. The door is open. The Messiah has come. But they did not recognize him. Why? Because they were not of the sheepfold. Of the house of Israel. Yeah, by the time we get to verse 7 in John 10, then we have more interest because that concerns the new narrative and the new covenant. I am the door of the sheep. Jesus is the door of the sheep now. But that is a separate discussion, maybe for this afternoon. May the Lord bless you. Let's pray. Loving Father, we want to bless you, Lord. 
We thank you for the enabling of the Holy Spirit and the liberty you've given us both to speak and to hear. We pray that, Lord, we'll continue to be strengthening your might by your Holy Spirit. Bless your people, Lord, as they depart from this place. Strengthen each and every one of us, Lord, that we may continue to live in your victory. We thank you, Lord, for sanctifying us, Lord, by your words. We pray that, Lord, we will keep these things in our heart and work in them. Keep them, observe them diligently. Trust you, Lord. Loving Father, I want to pray, Lord God, for those among us here who are unwell in their bodies. It is written that you send your word and your word heal them. And by your stripes we are healed. Lord, I commit each one of us here unto your holy hand. In particular, those who are feeling unwell in any way, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you stretch out your hand upon them. I pray, Lord, for your living spirit to lift them up in the name of Jesus. I pray that you raise them up, Lord, according to the abundance of your compassions and mercy. I pray that, Lord, you will do something new. As they receive your words, as they put their trust and faith in you, I pray that you strengthen. Whoever is weary, whoever is tired in this pilgrimage and journey, we pray that, blessed Savior, you hold our hands and lead us, Lord. Reveal the Son to us that we may know him even deeper for the rest of our time on this earth. Oh, until you take us home. home. We give you thanks. We return glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen.